Welcome to the Pastor's Roundtable Podcast, a podcast where we pull apart and deconstruct the habits, routines, and tactics of the great men and women of faith. Drastically changed my life. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Here is your host, Ryan Latham. All right, everybody, welcome to this video where we're going to be talking about summer camps and uh, the fact that summer camps for everybody looks much, much, much different. Now, I know that there are some states that are opening up for a little bit more of what we could say traditional camp. I don't know that we can truly say the word traditional, um, but uh, but at least an in-person camp. I know that here in Oklahoma, um, our district camps have opened up. Uh, Obviously, they're modifying. They're doing a lot of things a lot more different. But uh, I know uh, a lot of you guys in states like California still are very, very, very limited on what you can do. Um, But uh, we want to talk about how to do a virtual camp. Now, obviously, the context of this is a virtual camp. But uh, really, I think a lot of what we're going to talk about today is going to be available for just all kinds of virtual settings, virtual. I mean, I know a lot of you guys are still doing kids ministry virtual. Some of you guys are still doing youth ministry virtual. And so a lot of these tips uh, will be available for you guys, uh, hopefully to transcend more than just a summer camp. We are live. We are looking at comments. uh, And so if you guys would like to leave a comment, Uh, feel free to do that. And we will get to those and many of those as we can uh, on this conversation. But uh, today uh, I'm really excited to have uh, two, a new friend. And uh, I don't know, I want to use the word long, old, but maybe a long time friend. We're pretty old, man. We've been in youth ministry and ministry circles a while. I don't want to date us, but longer than the kids that are actually in youth ministry. Let's be honest. I am employing people that now were born the year I graduated high school and college. So Yep. I think I'm there. Whatever, whatever, wherever middle age starts, I am firmly in the middle <laughs> age bracket. Over. Okay. I like it. I like it. All right. So uh, we'll just start with you since uh, you already uh, jumped in here. So we got Jared Murr. Uh, Jared uh, is, as he mentioned, a longtime youth pastor, has been in youth ministry uh, for uh, more than uh, a couple of days. And, uh, but he has transitioned. Uh, how long has it been now? Four years? Five years. Five I've been years. Uh, away from full-time staff ministry for five years. You know, I hate to say that I walked away from ministry. You know, I feel you like I'm still in ministry, but, you know, I just don't get paid for it anymore. That's the difference. That's true. That's true. So, uh, Jared uh, abandoned ministry five years ago <laughs> uh, and uh, went into corporate America and uh, is leading an organization. all over the place. <laughs> That's right. I just met Jason, and now he's like, yeah. Latham brought on this backsliding That's former right. pastor, That's right. Jared Murr, joining us today. That's right. That's right. Jason won't get quite the friend, uh, the friend introduction. He'll just get more of a formal introduction. So that might be good for you. Yeah. I don't know. So, but no, yeah. uh, 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 Jared Murr, uh, probably most lovely known as Murr, uh, yeah. is now running an organization called Paradigm Shift. And uh, it's it's kind of youth ministry outside of the church, uh, to be honest, uh, doing a lot of leadership development for junior high students, high school students, even uh, post high school in um, academic settings for colleges and things like that. And so 
Um, Jared, anything I left out? You want to say anything? No, that was a good description. Uh, we work with groups all across the country, uh, specifically middle school and high school are most of our students. We do a lot of summer camps. We do a lot of throughout the school year workshops. Paradigm Shift is focused primarily on helping. Oh, uh, Ryan's right. It's a great opportunity to minister for us. Um, in schools and throughout the school year with students. And our primary goal through working with independent school districts and federal grants is leadership development. So we're helping those students with all sorts of non-cognitive skill development, all the things that they need outside the classroom to be a successful individual. That's what we do. Yeah, and uh, I'll just set the stage here is that with Jared, um, you you're, the material that you guys do is very, very interactive. Um, very much uh, is it is probably like you know just anti not anti but very much not your typical sitting in rows learning instruction format very interactive tactile very breaking up into groups even moving different rooms moving into outside inside uh, lots of object lessons lots of team building interactions. So just to want to set the tone, because I think it'd be easy to hear all that and say, oh, well, you're just kind of up there teaching, lecturing. And so uh, very much not that format. That's a great point, Ryan, which feeds right into how much we've had to change our processes this particular year. So we're experiential-based facilitators. So for all the listeners out there, experiential-based facilitation basically means learning by experience. So just as Ryan said, instead of just hearing a lecture or a classic classroom setup, we're engaging students in some sort of activity. They're doing something, either movement or with their hands. They're building something. They're making something. They're working together. Your classic example um, is like a ropes course which many people are familiar with, like, oh, okay, we're going to work together to move this bucket of objects into the other side of the, you know, to the other side of the circle, and we can only use these ropes, that sort of thing. Well, if you take that kind of caricature and boil it down to the root, which is instead of just telling students, yes, when you get frustrated, you can't give up. We put them in an opportunity to get frustrated and teach them how to not give up. We put them an opportunity to not just say, yes, it, it works well. Communication is a two-way street, but we put them in opportunities where they must communicate in order to succeed. So this summer has been wildly different because we are accustomed to working with students in a group, working the feel of the group, the vibe of the group, the energy of the group. Hey guys, we're gonna work together, team building. Now we're doing all that virtually, which has been a challenge. That's great. Now, now, Jason and I are fairly new friends here, just kind of met uh, recently, has been in children's ministry for uh, many years and is currently at uh, People's Church in Fresno, California. So again, uh, West Coast, um, still pretty much uh, under Lockdown. lots of, of regulations. Yeah. Um, you know, I think you're what, 25% capacity maxing out at 100 currently? Yeah, at 100 inside the building. So that includes any volunteers you may want to have inside the building. So not just a hundred people in the congregation. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, you're obviously very much um, going virtual still. Um, yeah. So um, why don't you just give us a little bit of your context and your background and we'll take it from there. Yeah. So we have been uh, moving virtually ever since uh, I think it was the beginning of March when, uh, when California shut down and we moved into 
uh, how do we engage the parents? How do we get parents ready to teach their kids? And so what we did was we took our normal lessons of everything that we were going to do, and we broke it down very simply for parents. Right now, your kids are going to do this. Right now, your kids are going to do that. Here are questions you can ask your kids. And what we're finding is this has been the best experience for our parents that we could have ever possibly hoped for. The, the goal of trying to get parents to lead their kids spiritually has been something I think that every children's pastor ever has said, going, man, I really wish they would engage their kids. And parents are coming to me saying, I had no idea it was so easy. I was, I was scared. I was reticent. And now I can see that all I have to do is, you know, ask these questions and we look this up together. And if I don't know the answer, it's in God's word. And I go, yes, exactly. That's what we've been trying to say. And so um, we've been, uh, we moved online. And so we did a, a series talking about our talents and skills that we just finished up, um, that we're, we're amassing an online talent show. So we've been asking parents to send in your, uh, what are your kids good at? And don't, not limiting it to play an instrument, but we have kids who have built Legos and they go, look, here's my little plane that I built. And you're like, that's awesome. And so we're putting all that together and we're putting that up online. And so it's been a, it's been a really cool moment, but that led us into what could we do for Summer Splash? Because uh, normally we have this big um, experience that kids go to. Uh, we have a lot of really good camps that are around here. Uh, Hume Lake is around here. We have Sugar Pine. We have all sorts of camps. It's right in Central uh, California. It's just a bunch of really beautiful places to be. But the kids that are in the inner city, the kids that are uh, close to us, they're not going to be able to afford to go to a camp like that. And so we said, how can we uh, facilitate that here on our campus? And so um, kind of like Jared, we wanted it to be an experience, right? We wanted it to be something they walked away from uh, this whole thing, um, learning something, doing something, getting out our our whole lesson portion of a uh, of this thing is about a 15 minute moment of a three hour experience normally. And other than that, they're out playing and learning and building and, and doing these team building exercises. And so uh, first first brush after we moved online, it was like, well, that's the end of Summer Splash for this year. I guess we'll plan for next year. And that really bothered me. Mm. Um, and something our senior pastor said early on, he goes, we don't cancel anything. We're not canceling anything. We are foregoing or we are learning how to do it new. And so I, I said it first, even to our senior leadership, I'm not sure how we're going to get this done. And then in talking to volunteers, uh, a new idea was birthed out of uh, Summer Splash. And so we, we took the summer camp model and we took the Summer Splash model and we kind of put them together. And so this year we're in day four right now of our, of our summer camp. We have about 400 kids um, that are going through this with us, but they... Uh, hop onto these Zoom calls all day long where they are connecting with leaders who are teaching them something. Um, on Tuesday, we had somebody teach them how to build a rocket. Uh, we had a scientist teach them how to, um, you know, make elephant toothpaste in their in their house and all of these different things that have been a really cool experience. We just had uh, somebody teach how to, how to draw a comic book. And so all of these kids are hopping on these calls and they're, they're experiencing something. They're doing something with their hands all throughout the summer. But our prayer uh, with every leader and everything is is allow uh, God's love to flow through you with your words and your actions and everything because that's what we're talking about in our evening sessions. When they get to the evening session, we're talking about how to be a disciple and we're pointing back to these leaders who've gone, hey, they are teaching you how to follow Jesus through their words, their actions, just even doing simply the things that they love doing. So Summer Splash has moved out of this uh, 
experience here to an experience everywhere. And it's been so good and so popular. We, we've had um, some very generous donations from people in our church that we're actually doing a second round of it at the beginning of July. Oh, wow. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Now, uh, Jason, are you guys doing all of those? It sounds to me like you're doing those live. Those are not just like posted on YouTube, whatever, but those are actually live uh, Zoom. So it's a both and. So um, most of it is through Zoom, but we also have different content that we've recorded just for Facebook and, and for YouTube. So if you are not, if you didn't get registered for Summer Splash, you can still be a part of Summer Splash things. We've had magicians and puppets and all these kind of big things that have come in. So if you're, if you're just looking for something for your kid to do, uh, but you weren't able to get a box. Um, oh, one of the really cool things was we set up our, our Summer Splash box. It's everything you need for Summer Splash. It was $50. It would cover a family of four. Um, but it was a buy one, give one. So every time you bought one, we gave one away to a family in need. And so we've been connecting with uh, different parts of our city and getting them connected to it and reaching out to kids that wouldn't, wouldn't be able to afford it otherwise. But if you weren't able to get one of those boxes, you can hop on Facebook, you can hop on uh, YouTube, and you can watch uh, our gatherings. You can watch those major things. And then we just have normal kind of stuff that goes out. Uh, if you're not a part of Summer Splash, our Facebook page doesn't, it looks different than it normally does because there's a few extra things, but we still have the crafts. We still have the, you know, the, games and everything that's going up every day. That's great. It's great. Now uh, let's jump over. Uh, Jared, are you guys doing all of your camps uh, live? Yes. And uh, that's really something that in our sphere is pretty unusual. Um, most, most people in our world, uh, meaning not necessarily full-time church ministry, but people working with school systems went to a video format um, because uh, just like a church, but even more so, uh, we have a lot of hoops that we have to jump through uh, to make sure that we are FERPA compliant, to make sure that we are um, privacy compliant, all these types of things. So uh, I feel like the live video is higher risk, higher reward. You know that, yes, it does take more work on our end, but I just believe it's a much um, heartier and deeper experience for our students. So we're doing everything live. Yeah. So let's see, um, uh, most of our camps are four hours, four hours. Sorry, Ryan, go ahead. What was your question? No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. Your four out four hour camps. Where yeah. You left off. yeah. So from a format perspective, we have our school districts and partner programs that get to choose. Do they want a one day event, two day, three day, four day, five day. And typical, just so people can see what's out there for us, it's generally three days, four hours per day is how we're hitting it. Um, that's what we're hitting. Four hours is a very long time to be on a Zoom call, if you can't imagine. Um, but that's why we're throwing some a lot of diversity in. So I don't know what direction you want me to go with the, so feel free, uh, Latham, to cut me off and change direction. No, but no. from a formatting perspective, then we think of it, uh, we've created um, a 25, it's basically a 25 section grid. <laughs> so it's five days and each day has five sections. So that four hours is broken up and then each section is now, each module. Jared, so let me jump in. Are you doing, are you saying you're doing from start to finish straight four hours? No, yes. no stops, no breaks. Yeah, we have breaks, but we don't stop the zoom feed. Okay, so what we, found out, well, we, Jason, we just started early on. Jason, oh, what sorry. About you, sorry, Jason, what about you guys? Are you guys going straight through format like that? Or are you guys kind of taking a lunch break? Take What's your, how long are you guys going each day? 
So we go from nine to noon on Zoom calls. And then at 12.30, we have our big thing, like the magician or the puppet or something like that. Then we kick off again at one o'clock and we go till five o'clock. And then in the evening, we have uh, our gatherings. Okay. But throughout those Zoom calls, it's 30-minute blocks. So you don't have to be on every Zoom call, but you can pick and choose what interests you. So is that kind of like what Jared's doing as well? Is it just like, here's one Zoom and it just kind of sits there all, and you're just going and people kind of pop on, pop out, or is it actually different like Zoom links? Different Zoom links and they're all they're all really from home uh, or some people are at work and they, they're, we had one person who has been teaching, teaching finger crocheting, but she's doing it from the back of her car. So she's got this open little tripod set up and she's teaching finger crocheting. But she told me that's in the parking lot of her work. That's the time that she could get from her boss to be gone for 30 minutes. So she literally she runs out there, sets up, and it's, it's wow. been really a cool experience. That is awesome. Okay, so, so, so Jared, you're doing one Zoom link, open feed. People are coming in and out for that, that whole time. And you have different instructors. Are those instructors together or are they on separate computers as well? Ours is actually modeled a lot after uh, a traditional camp. Um, we're just doing it online. So what, what I mean by that, at least traditional camp for us and more along the lines of what probably youth ministry would look like. By the way, that's awesome. Kudos to the servants' hearts right? at your church. Right. Oh, my goodness. These volunteers have been amazing. But way to go, lady. That's awesome. That is amazing. I love hearing stories about people just serving kids. That's incredible. So for us, it's uh, 10 to 2. And for our students, if we can get, <laughs> once we get a student, meaning middle school or high school, on a Zoom call, we don't want to let them go. So once they're on that feed, um, they're on. So our goal is to, to engage with them the whole time. So we get them on at 10 o'clock. It's one Zoom call because of so many privacy issues for us and working with public schools. It's not like a come one, come all for us. It's a much more dogmatic. Here's the Zoom link. We have security protocols so that we know who's going to be on that call. Mm -hmm. We take role. We have security measures in place just to make sure that. And by security measures, it's basically we know who is allowed to be on the call. So let's say if so to, to make it into a church perspective, it would be a sign up, you know, that we know, OK, these 40 kids are who signed up to be on in camp today. We could add people the next day, but this is who it is today. That way. Uh, and we have a so we have a designated we have designated roles. We have a host and we have lead facilitator and co-facilitator. So if you're looking for just some quick tips on how to lead a, a, a summer camp, especially for youth, I think that would be one of my top tips. Have very distinct roles. On Zoom, for example, you can, um, you can re reduce, limit, or eliminate private chats, which we do. So we completely eliminate private chat from the get-go. No one's allowed to privately chat. We can, as the host, we can chat to people, but they can't chat to each other. So there are some cyberbullying issues. We actually were a part of a camp in which we were not the hosts. We were just the facilitators. In other words, uh, the local school was hosting it and we were just coming on and bringing our stuff. And they had some cyberbullying going on in the Zoom chat, you know, just oh. for each other. You know what I'm saying? So it's out there. It's kind of honestly uh, paranormal how much like a real event it ends up feeling if you dive in with both feet you know if i'm at a real camp i'm gonna have kids snickering and talking over to the side they're gonna be snickering and talking on the chat <laughs> they're gonna be you know they're gonna be make cracking jokes to each other in the chat so if you want to allow that go for it 
we eliminate it to be on the Uber safe side. Uh, but that's the host job. You can also ask, you can obviously, well, I shouldn't say obviously, you can mute people, you can turn their video off. We're dealing with teenagers. Um, we've had people put some obscene things in their backgrounds. Um, you know, I'm sure that your your choir church children are not like <laughs> I've been I've been in ministry long enough that I didn't really trust my kids to, you know, no. not put something filthy up behind them or or if it's not filthy, something just inappropriate, you know, that's funny. Um, but it's like, okay, so we have a, a host that they don't have to worry about teaching or facilitating an activity. Their job is to be on the lookout for people interacting, people interacting inappropriately, people like, okay, that seems odd. You can yeah. put people in a waiting room. So this is where we model it uh, the same way, like our discipline policies are the same as in person. If we have someone who is being unruly in person, we let it go for the most part. You know, we want that child to be involved. If they are disrupting everybody else, we might ask them to step to the side. Hey, I need to talk to you for a second. Hey, come over here. Are you okay? What's going on? You've been really disruptive. You know, if it gets really bad, you know, it's almost like, hey, you're going to have to talk to the principal. You're going to have, you, mm. man, you, we really need to cool it down. So we put them in the waiting room. Waiting room is essentially like going to the principal's office, for lack of a better term. Right. The first round is one of our facilitators from Paradigm Shift goes in there with the waiting room with them. So they have a one-on-one -on -one conversation and say, hey, I love that you're here. You're being really disruptive. Are you okay? What's what's happening? You know, and, and most of the time that covers it. You know, they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just trying to be funny or I was, you know, man, I'm having a bad day or man, this, you know, this sucks. This is terrible. I don't even want to be here. Oh, what's going on? So Jared, just pragmatically here, is that, uh, that waiting room, all that kind of stuff, is yep. that because you have like a higher level of Zoom or is that pretty much available? Do you know? We, we have a paid level of Zoom. So okay. I, uh, my best answer is I don't know. I will yeah. say I'm almost certain, I'm almost certain that you can mute and turn people's video off on any, for sure, any level. Yeah. Waiting. Do you, know, you want to you jump in that? Yeah, because we are using all of these volunteers' personal Zoom accounts, we have the same access. But what we've done, very similar to, to what Jared is doing, is we have somebody who is on every chat just watching. And what we told our volunteers is we're going to record every session for two reasons. One, it protects you and it protects the church. And two, now we have these recordings forever. So if I want to show you know, uh, if we want to do this virtual camp again, but somebody doesn't have internet access, I can throw them a DVD and go, here's, here's a way to keep your, you know, kid entertained for a week. Here's a week's worth of content. Um, but it does allow us to mute people, move them in the waiting room, have that conversation with them, like Jared's saying, off to the side. That's great. Yeah. So that waiting room is available even, you know, on the say, lower I think, I think yeah. the waiting room is a standard, uh, is a standard issue feature. Um, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure also, I will say this, um, when you do the paid, just for some more pragmatics, you can have like up to 12, 10 or 12 users under use their personal, but you can assign them your paid features. So if I'm a church and I'm like, okay, well, I've got a volunteer they are going to be on their personal account, but you can give them essentially your features. So from a paradigm right. shift perspective, we pay one price, but we've got like 12 administrators just logging into their account. They've got our features. That's so great. So if you're if you're a group of any size, a church of any size, um, I, I don't think it's as, co as cost prohibitive as it may feel. Um, you know, it may feel like, oh, gosh, we just got the paid the free version. I, I would go ahead and investigate. The paid version has not been that crippling for us. It also um, you can cancel it anytime. And Zoom has been really good about that for us. 
to be completely gut honest, we because of some of ours, uh, some of our FERPA regulations, we have to buy and buy and cancel accounts frequently. So they're really working with us really well. Oh. So uh, you know what I'm saying? Like we might have, even though I can have 10 administrators, I might have 20 camps going simultaneously. So I need to have 20 unique Zoom features. Uh, but next week I might not, you know, on Monday, I might need 20 on Friday, but on Monday I only need 10. So do I still have to pay for those 10 accounts? They're being really, working really well with us and saying, buy it when you need it, cancel it, buy it again. You know what I'm saying? So they're- yeah. They're being really flexible. Yeah. I, I would not be scared of cost or scared to at least investigate. That's great. That's great. So, uh, okay. So you've got your, your, um, kind of your host, then you have your moderator. Keep going. You're, uh, yeah, you're on so, a great train. So for us, so as I was saying, if I was operating a, a youth camp, which we are, um, I'm modeling it very similarly to an in-person camp. We start out with a general session, a plenary session. Everybody's together. My host is letting everybody in. They're paying attention to everyone. They're they're hosting. That's a technical job. My lead facilitator is generally someone who's very gregarious, outgoing. They're using the whole screen. They're talking. It's a keynote. Think of it as your morning pump up at youth camp back in the day. So Jared, uh, you know. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you again. Now, are you are you guys when you're doing this? Is it um, each of those person is in their own, their own square, or are they like on a stage and you're filming them? Great question. They're in a square. It's like this. We are on, we are on a zoom call just like this. We had, we had an extensive training and, um, truth be told, if someone's interested in our training, um, we'd be happy to help them. If you're a church or nonprofit, we'd be happy to help you for near nothing or free. Um, and give you some train, some train the trainer on saying, Hey, this sounds great, but I, our people have never even been on zoom. How do we make it interesting? How do we make it? We'll be happy to help. So Ryan, if you've got listeners or subscribers that are interested, we've, we've trialed and aired it a lot. We, I feel like we're really solid now. We have not always been very solid, but we took, we have about 60 full-time summer staff that work for us that are mostly college students. As you can imagine, none of them have ever led zoom camps. Really good people, really gregarious in person, but how do you do a Zoom camp? So we went through a full week of training on teaching people how to interact on a camera, which as you can see, just even watching this, there's a big difference when I just move my hands a little bit versus when I completely don't move my hands at all. There's yep. a big difference when I just move around and use the entire screen versus just, um, you know, just sticking to my microphone and being right here. So we teach those types of things and, and go through that. So to answer your question specifically, we are on a Zoom session just like this. We have, uh, and I, I don't think I could walk to it right now. This is actually, we call this our podcast room. We have set up some soundproof booths. Uh, sound deterred. They're not soundproof. But if you need some soundproof areas, you could probably rip them from your church. Uh, if you have anything like a drum kit, uh, or excuse me, like a drum cage, that sort of thing. Imagine that. We've created those little pods. So they're in one of those little pods. So they're in like a, a two foot by four foot booth leading a session like this. So we're all together and I, I'll go quickly here. We're all together. We do a big session. It's generally like a keynote, um, interactive games, icebreakers. We're setting the tone. We're hitting, uh, we're talking to those students. Then they go to a breakout room within zoom. You can use breakout rooms. So mm -hmm. I can have a group of, let's say a hundred kids, hundred students. And then I can, once again, we have a host cause it's a job. The host then sends everybody to their breakout room. So we have teams. So just like you're at youth camp and you've got a color group or a cabin or whatever team, we have that. 
So they go to that. So they have two team leaders from Paradigm Shift, a male and a female. So then they go to a, a, a team session, cover something specific. For our purposes, it's generally something like goal setting, decision making, uh, the power of influences, who's influencing your life, things like that. You know, it could just as easily, that could be a Bible study. That could be another object lesson. That could just be a group processing. Let's just talk about that. You know, we just had a sermon with all of us. Now let's break it down. How'd that speak to you guys? What are you thinking? How do we apply that? All those things happen in a small group setting. So the breakout rooms have been great. Uh, we go through the whole gamut. We have theme days, like day two of every camp is beach day. Day three is college sports day or sports day, excuse me. Day four is, um, you know, um, Seuss it up where it's like some sort of silly Dr. Seuss or cartoon character theme. I mean, it's just really kind of your basic camp. You know, we've just tried to take all the stuff that we like about in-person camps. Like we like big, powerful, fun sessions. We do that. We like breakout sessions in which we allow students to talk, interact, and we like goofy antics. So we do that. We have a point system. You know, if students show up, you know, hey, tomorrow you invite a friend, you're going to get points. I mean, it's your some of your classic youth ministry strategies. We just apply them to Zoom, and it's worked really well. Uh, a couple of surprises. Uh, one, your students will love the chat bar. They will – you will – I've been amazed at the depth, uh, or excuse me, I shouldn't say depth, the amount of chat that we have. You know, uh, we were apprehensive at first, especially for us. In youth ministry, you may have a little bit of an edge because you probably have a, a rapport with these students going in. We're working with students we're meeting the first day. So the yeah. first day we are, we're coming in as a third party saying, hi, I'm Jared meeting these 100 students from Kansas that I'm working with. So we have to break the ice, make that connection, build that trust. But even with that, students are chatting. They'll chat. They'll participate. It's really amazing. I, I, if you're if you are worried about your interaction on Zoom, our students are so accustomed to technology and screens. I actually think they participate more. Like they'll yeah, share their yeah. opinion more on the chat bar than they will if we're sitting in a small group talking. Yeah. So Jason, let's talk about that because you're working with lower elementary. Um, even upper elementary students that, uh, you know, are you encouraging uh, like parent interactions and things like that? Are you, are, are the kids kind of alone or, or mainly the parents are there too? So for some of our sessions, we're encouraging families to get together like the afternoon session where they're coming to watch the magician. We're encouraging saying, Hey, grab your parents, come watch this together. But we recognize that uh, these all day zoom calls are also a way to, satisfy what parents have done in the past of going, hey, I'm going to take my kid to a VBS and drop them off so I can go to work or I can go and have, you know, just an hour to myself. We're, we're trying to satisfy both of those things with this camp to go, okay, there are times that you're doing this by yourself. There are times you're doing with this with your parents. Um, and that evening one, we move into a small group time at the very end. And uh, we've been, we've been doing it on uh, Facebook live. So the, the, the gathering runs in the evening and then there's a question that goes, but we keep the watch party going for that. And we just talk about, you know, what our kids are asking us in that, in that chat even. And so um, there are things that have uh, come out of that, just even in small groups where parents are going, okay, this, this was a good question to, um, tonight. Uh, we gave them a chance to follow Christ on night one, but you know, we've been talking about who Jesus is all of this week. And so Thursday night, we're giving parents the tool to, if your kid hasn't accepted Christ or they want to take that next step of salvation or even baptism, like here are things that you can do. So there's an email going out to parents with even more small group information so that when they 
when they leave the gathering and they go into that small group time, their parents are their small group leaders and being able to walk parents through that journey. I love the idea too of, I mean, I know this doesn't work for you, Jared, in your context, but in the church context, the idea of doing some of it during uh, of Zoom, which is like, you've been invited, you're here, but then also maybe doing some of that bigger live things on a Facebook live. And even in that moment saying, we want to encourage you guys to sign up for tomorrow um, and get plugged in for tomorrow. And so it's not like you're either in or you're out all week long. Yeah. You can begin to use that Facebook live to, to start inviting them to the next day um, and get them registered and get signed up. So Jason, I've, we got a question here um, yeah. and uh, you've already answered it, but I want to make sure to unpack it for those that have just jumped in. Um, she says, uh, will the virtual camp still cost the youth money? You've already answered how you guys did that, but go ahead and tell us again for those that just jumped on. Yeah. So um, the, the virtual camp to, to join in on our Zoom calls, join everything, there is an initial fee. It's a, it's a $50 box, but it has everything that you need for that summer slash week. But we've had uh, it up on our website saying, if you can't afford one, all you have to do is email us and let us know. And we've had some very generous donations. And that $50 box is actually a buy one, give one. And so uh, every time a family has purchased one, we've given one to a family in need. Uh, we had somebody come in, uh, a grandpa who said, I don't need to buy a box, but here's enough for 40 boxes. And so there's a, a low income area around here that we've been serving food at. And so we went there with 40 boxes and said, here you go, get connected. And, and, uh, and so it's been a really cool experience for both our community and our church members. Yeah, that's great. So why don't you give us a little bit about what is inside that box? What are some of those things that you're putting in there? Um, so we have uh, we have things that tie into the crafts that go on each day. We have things that tie into the games that go on each day. Uh, in our evening gatherings, we've been talking about obviously being a follower of Jesus Christ. And so we gave everyone a potted plant and said, you're going to take care of this this week. And so we reference it each week on what a plant needs to grow is the same thing that we need as a, a Christian. You know, we need to be fed. We need to be watered. We need to have, you know, sunlight. And we tie all that into um, our lesson. So there are things, tactile things like that in there, but there's stuff in the box that is simply designed for fun and for engagement um, at the end of the week. And so we have a pinata in there that's filled with candy. And so uh, then there's silly string and glow sticks. And so we're going to do a live party on Friday night after all the gatherings. Are you are you guys uh, going to mail one of those to me? Uh, it sounds like I want one of these boxes. Yeah, I'll get you a box. <laughs> But on Friday night, we're going to bust open the pinata together. Uh, so we're going to put it up on Facebook Live, and uh, my kids are going to beat the heck out of it. And we're going to talk about what a great time we had at Summer Splash and silly string each other. And then and then that's the wrap-up for the week. Oh, my. That's so cool. So cool. So, um, Jared, I'm assuming you guys are not sending out or, – or actually, I think you guys did send out boxes. Is that correct? You guys did too? We kind of, yeah. I actually think Jason and I probably are subconsciously on the same track in that I think if you want to be, I think you could probably succeed in a multiplicity of ways, but there are three elements that I think you need for success. Now, these elements can look entirely different from place to place, but I think you need it's us, it's them, and it's what's in their hands. So the us exactly. portion is okay, what are we teaching? Like, okay, I'm, you know, for teenagers or kids. Who are my facilitators? Whether it's an amazing volunteer that Jason's got teaching finger crocheting or whether it's yeah. for me, it's a college student talking to high school kids as a group leader. Are your people trained and ready? That's the us part. Do they know what they're doing? And honestly, the technical part for us, at least, is the biggest hurdle. 
The biggest hurdle is not like, hey, I'm going to talk about Jesus. <laughs> the biggest hurdle is like, oh, crud, is my video on? Um, are oh. Camp is have a, a dress rehearsal the week before where every single person gets to be, if you got hosts, do a dress rehearsal where they're the host. If they're a facilitator, let them be the lead facilitator in a dress rehearsal. Less about the content and more about the technical. Cause that I have great facilitators yeah. <laughs> that have freaked out on zoom in person mm. last year, they worked for me and they're amazing, but it's something about this that just blew their mind and they couldn't handle it. Well, that's okay. But we need to know that before we actually get to camp. Yeah. So the technical part is the biggest hurdle. But anyway, that's the us. Um, them is to me, what? how are they interacting while we're on this screen? For teenagers, you can't talk to them for 30 minutes. You can't. It can't be this. This is not the format. We have games, activities, chat elements. Even if I was doing this. Uh, you, you can't be afraid to say things like, all right, so today, hey, what, what, you know what? It is Thursday. It's been a kind of crazy day. Honestly, it's 4.40. I'm kind of tired. Uh, my lunch is wearing off. Put in the chat bar what you guys had for lunch. Just put in the chat what you had for lunch. That's the, that's getting them to do something. What do you have for lunch? You know, um, what have you got behind you? It looks like, Latham, have you, is that a boxing glove behind you, by the way? Yeah, man, I'm, that, cont I'm contending for a lot. It, it's going to open up a whole Pandora's box if you really want me to know. Okay, okay. I'm contending for America right now, man. But that really is how we interact. Like, we, it's them. It's not just us delivering material. We want them to deliver material to us. Um, so that's where I say, if you need ideas, we got tons of games and I don't know where you want to go with this. I'll be happy to rattle off some activities for teenagers, but you get them interactive. And then finally, I do think Jason, uh, it seems like he's found success in it. We have what's called a choose your adventure packet. Um, and for us, it's not a box with, uh, things necessarily. It's an interactive workbook. Essentially. Um, we set it up like a decision matrix where, um, you know, the classic when we were kids, uh, you know, choose your adventure books. Like, okay, if you want to yeah. go down the dark alley, go to page 56. If you want to go climb the mountain, go to page 77. It's kind of built Jared, like that. I think you, you, you may have failed as a child. You don't go, uh, you don't go down the dark alley. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that, would, that, would leave, that would leave to certain doom, 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 <laughs> but you choose it. So that's what we've done. So it's like, okay. So in that packet, uh, it's like the, it's, it takes them to a worksheet. It might take them to, okay, a YouTube video, you know, check out this YouTube video, listen to this song. Um, you know, what do you think? So if I was in, if I was doing it specifically for youth ministry in which I wanted to declare Jesus, it would be like, listen to this worship song and reflect, uh, check out this video, go to the, you know, and so that's in their hands. And that's really helped a ton to have a commonality uh, for us to start. So it's like, okay, so for Jason, it's the box for us. It's this guidebook. It can be a book. It can be a piece of paper. Honestly, I'm pretty, I'm pretty convinced that it doesn't matter what it is, but having something in their hands is powerful. Like if you're going, okay, we have no money. Trust me. I'm from Oklahoma. Church, no money. The classic. I mean, I was a part-time college kid. You are the budget for youth ministry. That's it. You can't buy anything. Okay. So there are many times. You can go around the church and put like rubber band and, you know, a gumball and an old hymnal. And that's the kit. But I would put something in their hands, mail it to them. So they're going, OK, hey, did you guys get your kit? All right. 
stuff like that really, really has helped us. So it's what's know, in their hands. Jason, what are you doing? Just a general, I know Jason, you guys, what you guys have been doing is telling your instructors, um, Hey, pick items that you, that is very well known that people have in their homes, yeah. you know, and then you're kind of telling them up front, Hey, today we're going to need a pencil. We're going to need a, whatever. Is that, is that true? Yes. And anything that our leaders told us ahead of time that they would need, um, they either provided themselves because we have amazing, phenomenal leaders. Like we just wrapped up one. Uh, she taught kids to make a ribbon lay and she gave all of the ribbons to Summer Splash and said, look, I want the kids to do this. And so here you go. It's a gift to you. So it's phenomenal. Um, but if they couldn't do that, we, we made sure that we provided things like we provided paint kits in there, just knowing that kids are going to want to paint this week. And then we had volunteers who are like, oh, I can teach the splatter paint and I can do all these things. And so it kind of worked in conjunction a little. Uh, if they didn't have it, we provided it in the box as best we could. Okay. So, Jared, we went uh, to, I forget the order here, but it was like me, them. Let's keep going. Oh, we lost your, we lost your mic there, Jared. Still don't have it. Lost your now mind. I'm back. Now I'm back. There we go. All right. Sorry about that. So yeah, it's kind of a three-legged stool for us. It's what are we delivering? Uh, what are they delivering? Which sounds counterintuitive, but by that I mean what are they providing to the Zoom call? Chats, audible answers to questions, video like scavenger hunts, things like that. You know, are we showing like one really cool game that I like to get to know people is um, we just call it home thrift store. And we say, go through your house and find items that find an item that starts with your first name and an item that starts with your last name. So I'm Jared Murr. So I go and I might find a jar, you know, I got a jar of jelly and uh, Murr, I've got here. Oh, I got some money. Now for us, that's just a quick icebreaker. You can take that a step further. You know, say, hey, go find an item uh, that tells me something about you. Okay, so I go and grab a basketball and I bring it back. But once again, they're delivering that. So it's what are we delivering? What are they delivering? What are they bringing to this Zoom session? And then what's in their hands? Which I just kind of did a two for one there by you're getting them moving, experiencing something. And I'm just once again, I'm just I'm just amazed at students. You know, I, I think all too often we're um, we're a little too hesitant to trust them. Um, you know that will they interact? Will they provide? We just feel all this pressure. In my experience, they're they're going to far majority will. You know, if it's like, hey, go get something in your house and bring it back. Nine out of ten, go participate. You know, um, you don't have to think I've got to be this world class, amazing Zoom presenter to make this on the camera. They're generally going to follow you. Um, but having something in their hands helps. So for us, we provide that workbook. That's great. So um, let's go. We've got another question here. Stephanie asked, uh, what are a couple of the games that you would suggest? So maybe uh, start with Jason. Why don't you give us a couple of just kind of the game type things that you guys are doing? And then let's jump into to Mercs. I know you have a much extensive list here. So uh, Jason, why don't you give us just a couple of the games that you'd suggest here? Yeah, so we, we did a game. Um, it's your normal camp game, actually, where you're moving like water across. We encourage the kids to get wet, go outside. We provided a sponge inside of their box and a little cup and like, all right, get the water across, lay it out, lay out your family and get that, get everybody wet. So that's the type of like physical interactive game. A game that we just played last night that was a lot of fun was actually uh, uh, playing card bingo. So you tell the kids you create the five by five grid. 
numbers one through 10. You can duplicate numbers, just not more than four times. And then literally we're playing out cards and you tell us when to stop. And we went through each like Zoom member and they each got a chance to tell us when to stop. We pull hell up the card. They mark it down. First one to get blackout, won a prize. That's great. That's great. Jerry, why don't you jump in here? Man, I, I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, we have a game called Barely Bingo, which is a slight variation on what Jason said. It's like bingo, barely. Uh, they make the five-by-five five grid themselves, uh, free space in the middle, but we pick a topic. So we'll say uh, like states. So put any state in any cat in any block you want, and then we'll like draw the states from uh, we'll draw the states from a hat, or we'll just have them listed in a random list beforehand, and we'll just go down the list. You know what I'm saying? Arkansas, Alabama. Hawaii. So we do that. We've done it with Disney movies, picking a topic. Um, you could do it. Uh, you, I would apply it to a lesson. So, I mean, you could do 12 disciples, you know, books of the Bible. I mean, that's yeah. pretty cheesy, but it's a good way to at least they hear the words and they're trying to play a game for a prize. So that's barely bingo. A couple that I really like. Um, uh, scavenger hunt is great where you pick an item, student goes and gets it, comes back. Name that tune is always a hit. Uh, if you're looking for a technical quick on Zoom, at least, and I think most, I was on Microsoft Teams yesterday and I could do it on Teams also. You can share your audio through uh, a Zoom call the same way you share a screen. So if you're ever on Zoom and you're like, oh, I really want to play this game or share this, but instead of having to try to finagle with it, you just pull up your Spotify, your Apple uh, music, whatever you use, do the playlist and hit share share audio and it and it's listening to it like it's their own audio it's a really cool little hack nice. um but itunes my favorite three to play are uh i love disney hits uh there's a spotify playlist already called disney sing-along um that are all the classic disney versions that everybody knows is it's in the um you write down your answer so people can write down the 10 and then we do bonus rounds, which is a really cool way to encourage interaction. So it's like I'm playing the Disney song and you get a point for the movie, a point for the song title and a point for the character. Actually, with each one. And then we'll randomly I'll go like ding, 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 bonus round. Put the answer in the chat. Here's the next song. And then when I play that song, they got to put it in the chat. So it helps keep people's attention. And that's what I mean by what are they providing? So they're providing now something on paper. They're providing something on chat if they want to. And so the more ways that you can get multiple sensory input, the better. Uh, you want to keep going? Let me go with two more easy ones that I like. Pick five is a really cool game. Pick five is super fun. You give a category. Everybody writes down five things in that category. You give a point for everyone that matches you. So I'd be like, all right, pick five fruit. Pick five fruit. I write down five fruit very quickly. I'm writing down my list. Apple, banana, pineapple, kiwi, strawberry. Boom. I don't tell them. You got your five. You got your five. All right, here we go. Answer number one is pineapple. Who got pineapple? And they get a point. It's just pick five. Um, super easy. What's cool about that is you make it to your group. Like a lot of my groups that I work with, we really like the office. So it's like pick five office characters. You know, right. if I've got a really sporty group, pick five NBA teams. If I've got a really music centric group, pick five you know, indie artists pick five, you know, pick. So you can really make that specific to your group and it's easy for everyone to play. Um, and then another one that I really like, which is super interactive. Uh, and if you want this one, you can refer to Latham and I'll be happy to give you some, some more suggestions, but we call it, uh, we call it 52 zoom and it's called 52 zoom. Cause it's based on 52 card pickup where it's just random and craziness. We put all these random things on a list, like on a PowerPoint slide and everybody has to pick a number. 
you show that slide and it's things like do 10 jumping jacks, mm -hmm. get someone to get someone to sing the ABCs with you on this zoom call. Uh, number three might be get everybody to do the wave on the call. And so it's mass chaos. So it's like, okay, you're ready. you got your number. We're going to show it. Boom. We show it and like, okay, did you get that? You know what your task is? All right. I'll show it one more time. Here we go. Boom. There's the slide. Learn what you're doing. And okay. On the count of three, we got to get as many does. Okay. Where do you go? And it's chaos. But then we teach a lesson from it. We talk about how do you handle the chaos in your lives? How have you handled what's going on now? What's out of your control? What's within your control? What's frustrating? It was like, well, I was supposed to get somebody to sing and Jason wouldn't listen to me. What do you do when that happens? You know, things like that. So those are some quick games and, and how we use them. That's great. That's awesome. So uh, let's talk about um, a little bit more pragmatics. Okay. So again, um, just to reflect a little bit, Jared, you're doing one Zoom link. It's open all day uh, for those four hours. Jason, you're sending out each one. So people are hopping on and back and forth to those Zoom links. Yeah. Um, any other tips in terms of just, just um, like video or sound or any of those kind of tips that you guys have learned? I mean, Jason, I know you're right in the thick of it right now. So any of those things that you guys, uh, let's start with you, Jason, any of those things that you might would suggest on how to do this the best way? Um, being by yourself is, uh, I, I think what Jared was talking about being in a, in a soundproof or at least reducing your, your reflections is a big deal. We've had a couple of volunteers who I've had to go, Hey, you gotta, you gotta step out of the bathroom. Like, <laughs> I don't know that you're in the bathroom, but it sounds like you're in the bathroom. And so, um, but hopping on with them and, uh, doing that about 10 minutes beforehand. So we get on to every Zoom call 10 minutes before it starts to pray with the leader, to talk to them, you know, see how they're doing, just check in with them. Before the kids even get there, we can do, uh, you know, video check and a sound check and things like that. And so when the kids get on, it's very much this, um, you know, kind of smooth operation. But more importantly, it just allows us to keep the vision in front of volunteers. Just going, hey, everything that you say today is going into the heart of a child. It's going like they're going to know that they're important. They're going to know that Jesus loves them because of what you're doing. And so constantly putting that in front of them is just, it's been uh, more beneficial than I could even you know imagine. That's great. So are, are a lot of your volunteers, are they on their phones, on their computers? Are they using any kind of mics or anything like that? It's been it's been 50 50 uh, on the laptop and the in the computer. Um, most of them aren't using microphones, um, but they make sure that they're away from people. So if they have kids, they've they, they've sent the kids out to go play or they're out somewhere else or um, so that way they're not distracted during that time. So there a lot of them. They're alone in their house or with very limited noise around. Yeah. The other thing that uh, I think is really great about this is. Um, nobody knows where anybody's at, right? And so this is the opportunity. Yeah. You've got a friend that lives, you know, is it maybe a children's pastor down, you know, in another state across America and, 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 you know, or you've got a great volunteer that maybe, you know, the kids love, but moved away, you know, kind of thing. Uh, this is yeah. a great opportunity for them to jump on. I feel like, because nobody knows, I mean, you get, there's three of us and we don't know where, what state or what city any of us are in. So this is a great way to maybe bring in some outside people. So, I mean, Jason, are you doing that? Cause I know you've got magicians, you got people with that. Are they current volunteers? Or are you bringing people in? Um, so it's a, it's a little above. So some of them are current volunteers within the church, but not within our kids ministry normally. Um, but there are people that I know that have talents and skills. And then uh, for instance, our, uh, our scientist is a microbiologist in Phoenix. And uh, she's just somebody that we know. And so we said, hey, would you 
would you teach kids something really cool? And she came up with a list of things that she could teach the kids. And we said, that's, that's perfect. Let's do that. And so, yeah, I mean, it, technology has opened up the ability to do a, a virtual camp that uh, you couldn't have otherwise without bringing all these people in together. Yep. That's great. So Jared tips, audio, video, whatever, some tips for you guys that you've learned. Yeah, we are, we are in the same boat that most of our people don't use a microphone. I mean, I happen to have a microphone here in this uh, specific spot, but we're, we're working from 45 different spots a day. So we don't have microphones. Um, my biggest, my biggest tip would be don't be afraid. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people get overwhelmed by like, it, is my sound going to be good? Is my video quality enough? Or do we have all this? My number one tip would be don't be afraid. The technology issue is what I feel is the most inhibiting to people. Lean into it. Test it out. You'll be okay. Um, I would, for some pragmatic tips, have a host. Make sure that host knows how to mute, unmute people, send them to the waiting room just those three or four features, turn off the private chat. Um, if you're, if you're worried about that, which we're concerned about it, uh, things like that. So once you set those ground rules, um, those are pretty, then it, then it's pretty smooth. Um, from a, from a leadership perspective, if I could offer a tip, the very first, well, not the very first thing we do, we typically, hi, we do some quick intros, some fun energizer things, but very early on in our camps, we create a full value contract. I would encourage people to do that. What a full value contract means is basically sharing the shared values, letting people know. So for us working with teens, it's interacting like interaction. I will be interactive. I'll participate. Uh, I'll be respectful. Um, I will, I'll keep it G. Um, that's how we phrase it. I think that's a pretty good way to say all that you need to say. Uh, we tell teenagers keep it G cause everyone's language is different. You know what I'm saying? I mean, some kids, you know, in, in ministry, we're, I mean, we're, I mean, we're with the kids that are going to drop the F-bomb and they're not going to think about it. So I just let them think about it. You know, keep it G. They know the F-bomb is not G. So that's the way we frame it. Hey, guys, keep it G today. Keep it G in the chat. Keep it G on our responses. Uh, let's be respectful of everybody. If you can do that, uh, I want you to agree to that by simply giving me uh, a thumbs up. If you're cool with all that, let me see some thumbs up. If you haven't had a chance to turn your video on, it's so much better if I can see your face. Um, so if at all possible, would you use your video? We lay all those ground rules for our students in that first 15, 20 minutes. So that, and, uh, and like I said, my, my biggest tips are keep it G is a great phrase. That way, anything that's said, you can bring it back. That way, if it's questionable and like, well, that's kind of PG, but eh, remember, keep it G. And if they're like, what? What's wrong with that? Be like, well, you know, we're keeping it G. We got all sorts of people on here. And that's so that gives you a really wide umbrella to say, hey, let's tone that down a little bit. Let's not share that answer. Let's not throw that on our screen, uh, whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, those are some really good ways that we help manage and discipline uh, and that way it allows for, cause we've got students for us, uh, it's not a church camp. So, uh, well, whether you are a church camp, we've all been in church camp. You got all kinds of, camps. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, all those PKs, am I right? So what we got to worry about yeah. is all over the board, but that helps us set the ground rules early. And we, and we've never had any major issues, minor issues, but nothing major so far. Okay, so uh, I know I, one of the things, uh, Jared, working with you is I know that one thing you guys really like to do is 
Um, not necessarily when you're presenting all those rules, you like to present them as a, Hey, we like to invite you to, or we want to encourage you as opposed to you have to this, you know, so more of, I want to invite you to, to turn your, your, your zoom or your video on. I want to invite you to participate. And so maybe, maybe just talk about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So from a uh, from a theoretical leadership standpoint at Paradigm Shift, we really try to be used, like Ryan said, inviting and encouraging language. So it's really as adults, even I find myself as a parent. I like to do the shortcut. Turn that off. Turn. Stop that. Turn that on. Hurry. And that is the shortcut. But it's also the most shallow type of relationship. Do this because I said so. Hey, you're on here, guys. Turn on your video. You notice even in the way that I described, it, I didn't say, hey, guys, it's a rule. Turn on your video. I said, we would love to see you today. It's so much better if we can see your face. I encourage you to turn on your video. Encourage and invite are powerful words, and you're inviting them in. Um, There may be very good reason for them to have it off, but we also invite and encourage. So a few rules that we follow is I'm not allowed to reprimand somebody unless I'm on a a first-name basis. So even, and we have this even in in in-person youth ministry, you know, if I've got, if I got some students causing problems in the back, I don't just go over and say, Hey, you guys be quiet. Hey, cut it out. I've got to escort them out for a second and say, Hey, my name's Jared. What's your name? You know, I'm Joe. Hey, Joe. We never met her. Have you been coming here a lot? I'm brand new. Okay, man. It's really nice to meet you. Hey, I'd really encourage you once again, go back to encouraging language. Hey, I know it's really, you know, you got your girlfriend here. That's great. I'm going to encourage you slow down a little bit while we're in service. If that's cool. Are you cool with that? Like, you know, could you back off about, you know, three feet, uh, whatever the case may be. But yeah, we just from a leadership perspective, try and students respond to that incredibly well. Uh, I know that it's the shorthand version to say, turn the mic off, get this done on Zoom, though, especially you want to invite and encourage them to be a part. And that's what creating a full value contract does. So we don't present it as, hey, guys, here are the rules for the day. Keep it G. Stay active. We don't say that. We say, hey, guys, we want to create a full value contract. We want to get the most out of our time together. We want you to get the most out of your time together. Here are a few ideas that we have. We'd like to keep it G. If you can agree to that, we'd love for you to wave at us. Give us a thumbs up. Cool. That sort of thing. So that's great. So, um, you know, I think one thing is to know that not everybody can turn on the video, right? Especially when you're talking about junior hires, high schoolers, things like that. Um, so because I mean, there are stuff that's going on, right. And they, maybe they can't. Right. And so just how do you prepare your, maybe this might be for Jason or maybe for, for Mer, but how are you preparing your volunteers for kind of, uh, I don't know, navigating some of that, like, Hey, it's going to be okay if they turn off their video for a little bit or something. what are you kind of saying to that? How are you going to walk in through that? So I, I can jump in. Uh, part of what we train them uh, ahead of time was going, there may be uh, a lot of kids that hop on your Zoom call. There may not be very many, but since we're recording it, there are kids who are going to be watching forever. And so if their video is on, they may be doing it at home and their parents may have asked them to turn the video off because of things that are happening in the background or just, uh, we had mom, one mom say uh, that she wasn't going to have her kid turn on the video at all because their house is a mess. <laughs> I said, well, that's fine, you know, uh, she goes, but they're doing it, they're doing it. I was like, just send me some pictures every once in a while. I like to see pictures of kids doing it. That's why that's why we're encouraging the video to be on. And so we use kind of similar language with our volunteers, encourage them to have their videos on. I'd love to see your face. I'd love to interact with you. And if they don't, that's 
that's okay. We have kids who log on with no video and no audio. And so you go, they're, they're there, they're hearing it and that's mm -hmm. okay. That's good. Yeah, I guess, I guess we kind of have, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, we have four strategies. Uh, the first one I've already covered in inviting them and using that language. And if you let if you let students know, you would love to see them. Once again, they typically love to be seen. I mean, people need it. I mean, especially young people. We need the attention. So they that's number one. We encourage it. Number two, we don't do anything that is absolutely video necessary. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. This will not work if they don't have their video on. Well, then we don't do it. It's going to work better with their video on. But if it is absolutely critical that everyone has their video on, then we don't do it. Um, if it's like, okay, this works better. Stand, wait, man. Oh, man, this would be better if I turned on my video. Okay, go for it. But we don't. There's nothing that rises or falls by it. Number three, especially for teenagers, once again, lean into the chat, man. Lean into the chat, design your games, design your conversation where you invite them to chat. Hey, we'd love to see you. Go ahead and put that in the chat bar. I invite you to put everything in the chat bar here. I'd love to see these answers. Even if yeah, I don't, I mean, you can even, you know, Hey, Hey, if you have your video on, you know, hold up your answer here. If you don't type it in the chat, type it in the chat. We have so many, like Jason saying, man, we have kids every single session, audio's off, video's off and they're chatting up a storm. Yeah. And, and that's teenagers, but that's, I just think, man, they're accustomed. They, they're, it's easier for them to text than talk. And so they yeah. will, they will do the chat. So we lean into, we don't, we don't worry about that. We lean into the chat bar all yeah. the way. Um, and the final one is we, we kind of stack the deck. I told you that for every one of our events and depending on your group, you might not be able to do this, but I bet you could. We always have more than one person on the call. So if it's, I said, we have a, a lead facilitator and a co-facilitator, whomever is that co-facilitator, their job is to be the number one participant. So if you're a youth ministry, you got some parents, you got some intern staff, stack your deck so that if it's, it's me, Jason and the kid Latham, who's the one kid that showed up, well, I'm doing this. And if he's just sitting there like a bump on a log, that's fine. Cause Jason is ready to go. Yes, he is pumped up. Hey, guys, I'm super excited today. How you doing today? And that kid, the one student is not answering. Well, I've got my co-host that is really typing in. So we stack yeah. the deck. And I would encourage you to. <laughs> that it, Because that helps even, even if you have lively students, that helps guide the conversation. It helps stoke the fire. It helps. It help, so so that's, that's how we hit it all. Yeah, I mean, especially sure. if you're doing like what Jason's saying, where it's where you don't have – um, I mean, we know that there's gonna be 40 students like you, you know, like, you know, with Murr, you know, like those students are pretty much not obligated, but pretty close to obligated. We have a good idea. Yeah. We have a yeah, good idea yeah. how many students and are going to so be. So like for, for you, Jace, like you said, like there might be only one or two students that show up. And so if you have that volunteer that at least keeps that energy going. So, well, okay, guys, we, we've hit the hour mark. So, uh, final thoughts here. Let's final thoughts. Jason, final thoughts. Um, maybe, maybe I would say this. What about that that uh, children's pastor, that youth pastor, that um, they felt like, man, this isn't an option for us. We just can't do anything for us this summer. What encouragement would you give them, or final thoughts on just kind of virtual camps? Final thoughts yeah. on that. I think there, when we are creative and we allow ourselves just the the creativity that the Holy Spirit has given us, He'll speak to you and and lead you and guide you. I mean. Honestly, none of this came about on my own, just sitting in my office going, yeah, we could do this. It became a, how, how does this get 
How does this happen? And so then we started talking to volunteers. Then we started talking to leaders. And that's where all of the ideas and everything has come from. And so I would just encourage you that uh, if you don't know where to go, that's okay. Start talking to people. Start going, how could we make this happen? And together is always better than, than by yourself. Yeah. So let me ask Jason, is it too late? You know, we're here on, was it the, the 11th of June? You know, is it too late? No, no, we, uh, it, it took us about, um, five, six weeks to put this together with all of our volunteers. Uh, but honestly, we were ready. We were ready two weeks ago. Um, so just get on the phone, start talking to people, get, get going. You could have it in July. Like we're, we're launching another one in July, not because we, um, not just because of demand, but because we have the template now. We know how it works. And so get it done. And if the next one is as popular as this one, we're probably going to do another one in August. Like keep it going. If we, if we want to reach kids, then we're not going to sit on the sidelines and wait for kids to come back. Yeah. I think too, you know, um, gosh, I, I forget what it is, but like we, you know, we underestimate what we can do, you know, or we overestimate what we can do in a year. We underestimate what we can do in a day. I, I think, you know, sometimes it's like, man, well, I can't do a whole camp. We'll just do like one day. Just do yeah. uh, do a one day. Do camp. something. You know, just do, do something. a one day. Yeah. So Murr, final thoughts. Man, I got two of them very quickly. Uh, absolutely this is an opportunity like we've never had before and i truly believe you'll reach kids you wouldn't reach otherwise especially yeah. especially in kids and youth ministry you're, you're going to reach kids that you would not reach um and because here's the thing in youth ministry you've always got those students that are that come to a a classic service for example or an outreach event that are there because of these other kids and i always felt for those kids that i'm like man i think you're really trying to pay attention and those people around you are distracting you and man, those kids are going to be here. They're, they're there and they're able to be focused in ways that they couldn't otherwise. They're able to not to get past that distraction and they're locked in, man. They're here. Like I've got them. Yes, there are limits to what the way I can do it, but that's on me. That's not on them. I'm putting those limits on me. It's not because they're less capable of hearing the gospel tonight. It's because I'm intimidated by a new medium. So get past it. Just do it, man. Preach the gospel if necessary. Use Zoom. So uh, <laughs> my... My man, I should have ended with that. That was a good mic drop. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> My last thing, man, we got a free pass here, ministers. This summer's a free pass. You literally cannot fail at this. If you try it and it's a bust, big it's free pass. Your pastor wasn't expecting much anyway. Oh, well, COVID, you know. All right. Well, hey, sorry, parents. COVID. I did the best. I worked hard. This is a free pass. Go crazy. Yeah. Try something. And it just might work. I know, that's what I've been telling everybody. I'm like, COVID is a great escape goat for everything. Yep. And to piggyback on that, I mean, there are things that we're going to be doing after this that we weren't doing before because we're trying it during this COVID time. Like we're, we're trying it. Like you said, we got the free pass, but there are things that I'm going, we are definitely holding on to that. So keep trying. Like, like you said, you get that pass. Okay. So I said this last question, but you spurt, you used, you hit something. Give me, give me, you got to give me at least one or two of those things that you're saying, man, we, these are probably what we're thinking. It doesn't have to be permanent. You know, there's no yeah. uh, uh, thing, but what are you kind of thinking through is, is something long-term? So one of the things that before all of this, the big push was how many kids can we get in the room? How many people can we get at the experience? How many, now it's looking at our two audiences always who's in the room and who's online. And what are we doing to feed both of those? Because we've made church comfortable for people who are online, but we have people who are going to want to show up and be in person. And even then, we're, we have new guidelines and new safety regulations, all these things that go on to this. This is an unlimited market. 
You get mm. your content out there, you make it accessible to everybody, you make it easy for, they can, for them to get on, you connect with them. So it's not just video content, but you're building in those connection times, your small groups are online. Like those are the type of things that are gonna last indefinitely from now on. I mean, it just, it, it's such a powerful market that we've tapped into now. And we've, we've all kind of been forced to be there. It's great. For us, really quickly, it man, this is the all-time greatest budget stretcher that we've ever discovered. We have people that we work with that's like, hey, we can't afford to bring you guys in. We want one of your speakers. I'm like, well, you want to do it virtually? I mean, it cuts cost more than in half for us. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the all-time budget stretcher. And I think that we are on a new wave of doing ministry, not just because of the, the capabilities of reaching people. I think we've seen that the last 10 years. I mean, online church. Um, is not new, uh, you know, and people were using it successfully. What I think this has done has made people that were previously less comfortable with the idea of an online experience more comfortable and therefore more willing to say, well, let's just, let's do this. Let's do this virtual camp uh, in this case, or let's do this service. Let's do this outreach. And so because of that, people are, people are really accustomed to getting on Zoom now. And because of yeah. that, we can stretch budgets. So that's how we're going to be using it. We're going to be using it in ways to help people get creative. Like, oh, I'd really love to do this experience. I'm like, well, have you thought about we can do this this virtually and it works really well? Oh, that's awesome. Hey, thanks guys so much. I want to encourage all of you youth pastors, kids pastors out there. Um, it's not too late. Do a one day camp, do a multiple day camp. It's not too late. Uh, reach out to me, reach out to, you know, leave comments, whatever, and I'll get you connected with uh, some of the content that Murris talked about, get you connected with some of the content that Jason's talked about, but it's not too late. You can put something together. And again, like we've talked about, COVID is a great escape goat if it doesn't work out well. You know, failure right now is definitely not final because you just say, well, it didn't work. We tried it. We'll never do that again. COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have as good of a mic drop as Jared did, but uh, I think we'll try try in on that we'll one. pretend. Yeah, there we go. Hey, thanks guys so much for watching. And uh, Mer, Jason, thanks for jumping on and uh, helping us out.